Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful ballot Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, A Shot in the Arm. The Green Hornet strikes again. city streets, attracted little attention from those who might have observed its passing. For in appearance and design, the car was like many others in the city, of late model and expensive make. But unknown to any who might notice this car, there was a difference, for this was the car of the Green Hornet, and under the conventional type hood, a super-powered motor gave extra speed and power, far surpassing that of any other car in the city. It was after midnight, as Britt Reed, alert and vigilant in his role as the Green Hornet, maneuvered the fast-moving car through the dark streets, he spoke to his valet and companion, Cato. I don't know what we'll run into, Cato, so we'll be ready for most anything to happen. Where we go, Mr. Britt? The wholesale jewelry house of Robinson Brown. I'll tell you why later. A place like that have guard on premises, perhaps? Yes, I happen to know they have. But we'll have to take that chance. Well, where are Jewelry House located? In the corner of 4th and Murray Lane. We're almost there now. Oh, yes, sir. We're coming to 4th Street now. That's right. We'll turn here. Murray Lane is just two blocks ahead. Well, there are many Jewelry Houses in that section. Police keep close watch in that vicinity. I know that, too. We'll have to be extra careful. I'll turn into this alley. Be protected by a burglar alarm, maybe. Yes, I learned that it is. 
But I brought along the magnetic circuit breaker we invented. This little gadget will take care of the alarm system. Here we are. Hold the circuit breaker against the door. I'll use my special key to... Look, Kato. The door is standing slightly open. The alarm must be turned off and someone has already gone inside. Oh, that's strange. It's also dangerous for us, Mr. Breed. Well, forget about the danger. But it is strange about that door. Oh, I have a suspicion as to whom we'll find upstairs in the office. Come on. And be extra cautious. There's no wind tonight. Someone see us come in. Try to trap us. Yeah, looks like it. What we do? Follow me to the top of the stairs. We'll go down the hallway to the fire escape at the back. Hurry. Good thing this hallway's dimly lighted. That window ahead leads to the fire escape. Someone find out Hornet planned to come here. No time to figure things out now. and start down quick. Yes, sir. Look, right through the window at the end of the hallway. It's the hornet. Sound the alarm. I'll get him down. Hurry, hurry. He's going to shoot. I'm coming. I'll get the hornet. Oh, oh. You get shot. You hurt. My wrist, Kato. Get, get down the fire escape quicker. We'll be trapped for sure. I'll make it somehow. Get to the car. to get to car in time. Police close behind when we turn run through alley. I know. Oh, my wrist. I go to doctor's office quick, Mr. Britt. It's not good you hurt. No, Cato, no. Head for home. Wound is painful, but superficial. Unfortunately, on the left wrist, I don't dare go to a doctor. Will you think doctor question reason for wound? My doctor knows me well and I can keep her confidence. I'm sure the guard who shot at me saw me grab my left wrist. He'll tell the police, and they'll put out a warning. Oh, that it? Then wound be tip off to doctor that you green hornet. Exactly, and he'd have to report it, even though he personally didn't believe Britt Reed could be the hornet. Kato, get me home so you can fix this. Comfortable, Mr. Britt? Yes, kiddo. Oh, it's good to be home. This wrist feels much better since you fixed it up. You did a good job. Well, you better get sleep now, Mr. Britt. Much happened in past hour. You can say that again. You feel able, perhaps, to tell why we go to Robbins and Brown Jewelry House? Yes, I'll tell you. I know Robbins pretty well. He's a member of the Civic Club. But I know a little about his partner, Brown. Well, this afternoon... Well, uh, I should say yesterday afternoon, since it's well past midnight. 
Mr. Robbins came to my office. Miss Case called me on the inter-office phone to tell me he was there. Yes, Miss Case? Mr. Charles Robbins of the Robinson Brown Jewelry Company is here to see you, and he says it's very important, Mr. Reed. Well, tell Mr. Robbins to come right in. Yes, sir. Huh. wonder what Charlie Robbins wants to see me about. You can go right in, Mr. Robbins. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, young lady. Good afternoon, Charlie. Come sit down and make yourself comfortable. <laughs> it's nice of you to see me, Brid. I should have phoned first, but... Well, I had so much on my mind, I didn't think of it. I won't take up much of your time. <laughs> Between you and me, Charlie, time hangs heavy on my hands when I'm here at the office. Good thing Dad turned over an efficient staff to me when he left the paper. <laughs> you seem to get along all right in spite of your reputation as a playboy, Brid. I wish I had the nerve to enjoy life as you do, as a matter of fact. Well, as Dad said when he turned the Daily Sentinel over to me, Sonny said, hard work never hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I never worked hard enough around here to find out. <laughs> well, you have a beautiful office and a beautiful secretary, Brid. <laughs> And I think she has a crush on you, too. Who, Miss Case? Oh, ridiculous. What gave you that idea? Well, I made the remark that I thought you were a young and handsome chap to have for a boss. <laughs> she blushed all over the place. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, we'd better change the subject. Eh? What's on your mind, Charlie? Well, Britt, you seem to be a clear-thinking chap. And I need advice. Thanks. Go on, give me the dope. I'll get to the point quickly, Bid. Since the war ended, we've been getting large shipments of diamonds from the Dutch market. Last week, we had such a shipment. Well? Each stone was checked, of course, by our experts, then put into the vault in trays according to their size and value. Well, yesterday, my chief clerk came to me with one of the trays and suggested that I check them. I found a tray full of zircons instead of diamonds. Oh. Zircons, especially the blue-white variety, look like diamonds to the average person. But they're a comparatively cheap stone. Exactly. Well, what's your problem, Charlie? I mean, if you know diamonds came in, why not tell the police and have them check your personnel? Well, first, only Brown and I have access to the board. And the publicity would be embarrassing and might hurt our business with a trade. But the loss to you, Charlie... We're covered by insurance, of course, though I haven't notified the insurance company. Brown thought we should do some checking ourselves first. Brown suggested you hold off, eh? Yes. Of course, I trust him, but... Uh, I understand. But you'll have to report the loss very quickly to collect insurance. I know. Uh, another thing. This was found stuck on the bottom of the tray. Well, seal. Seal of the Green Hornet. I suggest you go to the police. I suppose I should. We received another shipment this morning. I wouldn't want the same thing to happen to that. Mm-hmm. Well, the police are your best bet, Charlie. And, of course, notify the insurance company. Since you seem to have proof that the Green Hornet's behind the robbery, the publicity won't hurt you. Well, that's what Brown said. He was the one who found the scene. I see. Well, <coughs> I'll follow your advice, Britt, in spite of Brown. I'll also call the insurance company. And uh, thanks for your advice. Oh, don't mention it, Charlie. Your customers will realize you're trying to protect them as well as your own interests. Drop it again sometime. So, of course, Charlie Robbins notified the police as I advised Cato. Alan Donhead was placed to see if anyone was tampering with the new shipment. 
You know the rest. Well, what do you think about the Green Hornet Seal, Mr. Britt? It was a crude imitation of our seal. Of course, Brown is the logical suspect. The police have idea, too, that someone show up to tamper with new shipment. Yes, and they almost trapped us. Well, I'm going to have a time explaining Miss Bristol, if anyone notices it. Well, guess I'll get a bit of rest. Good night. Good night, Mr. Britt. Yes, Mr. Gunnigan, what is it? Miss Case, hasn't the chief come in yet? No, he hasn't. Look, I'm the city editor of the Central, not the publisher. I can't do everything. <laughs> well, you can try, can't you? Uh, the trouble with you, Casey, is you do too much of Britt Reed's work for him. If his old man Look, Gunnigan, Mr. Reed is publisher of this paper. All we have to do is what he wants and expects us to do, both of us. And he has the right to come in when he pleases. Now, look here, Gunnigan. Good morning, Miss Case. Oh, I... Scandal, get down to business and stop being the city's Wait, number one playboy. Wait, let him talk. He'll wreck this paper. It's 10 a.m. and he ought to be on the job. Believe me, if I was the boss... What I'd would you do, Gunnigan? I'd make a cup reporter out of him. Be on his neck every... Hey, Casey. Yeah. Who said that? Tell him. Oh, that was only Mr. Reed, Gunnigan. Don't let him bother you. Oh, what were you saying? Holy mackerel, why didn't you... <laughs> I ought to fire you, Gunnigan, but then I'd have to do your work. So I'll overlook the cracks. What's up? Hiya. I'll come right in, Chief. It's important. Oh, come on, then. Get it over with. <laughs> Poor Gunnigan's face is sure <laughs> red by this time. Oh, I couldn't do without the old worry wart, though. Reminds me of the way Dad used to tell me off after I came home from closing the nightclubs. Honest, <laughs> Chief. If I'd known the Skip it, Gunnigan. Skip it. I can take it, even from you. Now, what's on your mind? Well, you see, Chief. Hey, ain't that a bandage on your left wrist? Oh, well, that, uh, why, yes, yes, it is. Oh, uh, what happened to it, Mr. Reed? Well, I, uh, it was hurt when I got into the car. <laughs> That's a funny way to get hurt. Well, Reed, did you hear the news? No, I haven't heard the radio or seen the paper yet. What is it? Well, the Green Hornet tried to rob the Robinson Brown Wholesale Jewelry Company during the night. He was wounded by a shot in the left wrist. In the left wrist? Yeah, and that ain't all, Chief. Later, they found Mr. Brown in the office over there, murdered by the Green Hornet. After telling Britt Reed that Robin's parter, Mr. Brown, whom Reed had suspected of the diamond robbery, had been murdered by the Green Hornet, Gunnigan went back to the city room. Britt knew that both Gunnigan and Miss Case wondered about his wounded wrist, but he refrained from discussing the matter further. It was shortly after noon when Mike Axford entered Britt Reed's office. Hi, Reed. I just came from cops' headquarters. They're sure to dither about what happened last night. I heard about it from Gunnigan. Anything new to follow? No, not yet. But the cops are checking all the hospitals and doctors' offices to find out if anyone with wounded left wrist came for treatment. Yes, uh... Understood the guard says he shot the hornet in the left wrist. That's right. He swears he saw the hornet grab his left wrist and saw him sway for a second. The guard knows the hornet was wounded, all right. I understand also that the police went to the Robinson Brown place last night. I was curious to know who tipped them off. Oh, that. It wasn't a tip-off, exactly. You see, Mr. Brown phoned from his office and told the inspector that he suspected something might happen. You say Mr. Brown phoned 
Are you sure it wasn't Robbins? No, it was Mr. Brown. I was there when he phoned. He said he was at the office and would wait for the cops, that he had a suspicion about the whole thing and would tell them about it when they got there. Of course, they got there just a little too late. I see. They got a match, Reed. Sarge gave me this doggie, and the darn thing keeps going out. But I'm going to finish it if it kills me. Oh, I have a lighter. Here, have a light. Hmm. Why, thanks. Why, uh... Hey, what's the matter with your wrist, Reed? Ain't that a bit of blood soaked through the bandage? Oh, that, uh... <laughs> uh someday I'll take up smoking to go with this silver lighter Dad gave me. Uh, but, uh, Reed... Uh, well? You didn't answer me when I asked you about your wrist. What happened to it? Um, maybe the guard that shot the Green Hornet also shot me. <laughs> you better not let the cops see it. They might think you're the Hornet. And right now, that guy's wanted for murder. Yes, I know. And that reminds me. I'm glad to have you live in my apartment. But don't drive nails in the wall. Someone might get a serious scratch. Oh, so that's... Any more you... nails and out you go. Oh, no, Reed. Your dad wouldn't like it if I wasn't around to protect you. Around to protect me when? Well, of course, I don't see much of you, but Gunnigan keeps me busy. I guess I'll run on back to cops' headquarters right now. Well, good idea, Axford. More news might break this afternoon. And don't slam the door when you come home, either. See you later, Reed. And when I come home tonight, I remember what you said about slamming the door. So long. <laughs> oh, I hope he forgets my wrist as quickly as he forgot that resolution about the door. I'm going home a little early, Miss Case. If anything comes up, call me there. All right, Mr. I'll go home and have a talk with Cato. Things are just a little too hot for comfort. You home early, Mr. Britt? Yes, Cato. Certain complications have come up. I read about killing. They say it done by Hornet. I know. I'm slightly on the spot about this wounded wrist. Any chance the police should decide to ask me about it? it might prove embarrassing. Why, here on radio, they check hospitals and doctors. I know. Cato, something Axford told me caused me to do a bit of heavy thinking. What's that? Well, Robbins distinctly told me yesterday that his partner, Brown, didn't want him to notify the police about the robbery. Yet... It was Brown who did notify them at headquarters. Well, that's strange. Yes. And it's strange that Brown should be murdered after he also told the police he had a suspicion about the whole thing, as Axford put it. I'm inclined to think he found out the truth about the robbery and intended to tell the police when they got there. But guilty one know he intended to tell police and go there first to kill Mr. Brown. That's right. Someone who could get in and out without setting off the alarm. But could be someone who worked with Brown, baby, on robbery. But find he going to a double cross. So Brown get killed. Someone like Chief Clerk, perhaps. Well, that's possible, too. But I have my own suspicions about the matter. The Hornet will go out tonight and see what can be done to untangle the mess and bring the killer to light. We go now, Mr. Britt? Yes, it's dark enough. Come on.
what do we do first, Mr. Britt? I have a couple of notes here, Cato. We'll deliver them and wait for results. Well, where we go to wait for results? Well, we won't be in on the catch, Cato. We'll leave that to the police for a change. But we'll be sure there is going to be a catch before we withdraw from the contest. Well, where we take notes? One of them is to go to the chief clerk's place. According to the article in the paper, his name is Carl Johnson, and he lives in a rooming house on First Street. Where other note go? To Robbins' home. Because of him, I'd rather have the police close the case. Robbins knows me too well. He might see through the disguise. We'll leave the notes and then hope something will happen. And happen quick. Hawkins, answer the door. Don't you hear the buzzer? I was just about to answer it, Mr. Robbins. Hurry, before they push the button off. Yes, sir, right away. Hawkins, don't stand there with the door open. Who is it? That's just it, sir. There's no one there at all. And I found this pin stuck in the buzzer. Also, sir, uh, this letter was stuck in the door. Give it to me. Of course, sir. All right, go about your business, Hawkins. This doesn't concern you. Yes, sir. I was just about to go to the kitchen. This is strange. A certain party will be at the office tonight around 8 to get an overlooked bit of evidence. It's printed and unsigned. This will bear looking into. I'll have to do something about it right away. Yes? Evening, Mr. Johnson. A messenger just brought this to the front door downstairs. The missus thought it might be important, so I brought it up to your room right away. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Oh. Hope it isn't bad news, Mr. Johnson. No. No, uh, that's all. Thanks for bringing it up. An unsigned note, if you're interested, a certain party will go to the office tonight around 8 for a bit of evidence that was overlooked. i better do something about this, even if it may be a false alarm. One more job, Cato, then we'll see what happens. Well, what do we do now? We phone the police. Police headquarters, Inspector Evans speaking. What's that? I see. Well, who is this? Who? A friend. Now listen, we can't... Hello. Hello. Hung up. Might be the work of a crank, but I'll look into it anyway. Since I'm here in your office and heard you answer the phone, maybe you'll say what that call was, Inspector. Sure, why not, Axford? Someone just said if we want to learn something about Brown's murder to plant a few men inside the jewelry company's office tonight. You going to do it? Sure, why not? I'll tell Burke to get a couple of men. We'll run over there right now. Inspector, 
Do you really think that tip was on the level? Oh, how do I know, Mike? But after all, there's no use overlooking anything that might solve the Brown murder case. If it is a phony tip, all will be out as little time. Yes, guess you're right. But it seems funny to me. If anyone would know something was going to happen, it would have to be the guy who murdered Brown. Maybe the Green Hornet, no less. Don't be a dope, Mike. The Green Hornet wouldn't tip off the police to something that might result in his own capture. Remember, right now, he's wanted for murder. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Uh, what are you going to do when you get to the Robins and Brown place, Inspector? I'll take a couple of men and hide in the suite next door to their offices. And if anything does Say happen... Say now, that's a good idea. You can jump right in and be Johnny on the spot. Yeah, that's the general idea. Step on it, Bert. Yes, sir. Sit here in car, parked in alley alongside buildings, Britt. I'm waiting for a light to come on in the Robins and Brown offices, Cato. Well, what we do then? We'll go up the fire escape to the window that opens into the office. Well, why we do that? It's risky if police already hiding inside building. Well, I... Look, the lights have gone on. Come on. I'm coming. But you not say why we For go. a very good reason, Cato. And we'll have to hurry. You see, I hope to be in time to prevent another murder. Well, Mr. Johnson... What brings you here this time of night? I... I came here for a... certain reason, Mr. Robbins. Perhaps your reason has something to do with... Uh, let's say, a certain unsigned note. Yes. That's right, it has. Then you sent that note to me. What sort of a trick is this? What do you know about this? I was going to ask you the same thing. Oh, you were. Johnson, you came here because you found out. How, I don't know. But you won't get out of here to tell anyone what you found out. Found out? I don't... And you killed Mr. Brown. You! You planned that robbery. <laughs> so you know. But you tried to play clever tonight by sending that note. Wanted to try some blackmail, no doubt. This is the same gun that finished off Brown. Now I'll use it on you. Oh! oh my arm! What the... Hold everything, Robin. We heard enough to convict you. Grab him, boys. He was about to kill me when a shot came through the window. Yes, lucky for you. Look! Robbins has a wounded left wrist. Maybe he's the Hornet. That, that just happened. Maybe so, but I wouldn't believe you. At least this proved the Hornet didn't kill Brown. Hey! Listen! That's the buzz of the Green Hornet's horn, Inspector. He must have shot through the window then. Sure. He must have been in cahoots with Robbins and was trying to shoot you. He winged Robbins instead. Could be, but I doubt it somehow. Since Robbins confessed to Johnson and we heard it, 
I'm inclined to think he was the man who went out the window last night. He claimed he was at home asleep. But we'll discount that since he refuted it himself. But what about the wounded wrist of the harnet? I'm also inclined to think that guard was a bit hysterical. I really don't believe the hornet was hit at all. <laughs> That's a rich one. Mm, what? <laughs> Just a little joke I have on Reed. <laughs> He'll get a laugh when I tell him what I was thinking about him this afternoon. Well, don't tell me, Mike. <laughs> one thing I can't stand are your long-winded jokes. Take Robbins to headquarters, man. <laughs> Just for that, I won't tell what me joke on Reed was. But he'll get a laugh just the same. You can bet on that. Copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Hal Neal speaking. Now here's a special program note. Ready, aim, throw. It's darts for dough, where contestants win cash prizes for hitting the target. Darts for Dole follows next over the same ABC station. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.